Hello, people of Ireland and the world. It has come to my attention that there is an awful racist out there. His name is Steve Timothy, also known as Sir Steve Timothy. He is a racist. There is no doubt about it. And I will read the following list of the people he's racist again. Steve Timothy hates the Chinese, the gays, people who are like the gays, i.e. the French, the French people themselves, the Japanese, the Mexicans, the fat Americans, English cunts, the Welsh for obvious reasons, skinny Americans, in other words, Canadians, transsexuals, lesbians, plus lesbians with willies, disabled people, especially cripples and wheelchair users and gimpy crutch users, women should wear long skirts, obey their husbands and die in childbirth, Liverpool fans, plus people who cannot pronounce can of coke properly, Germans, Russians and the Islams, which include, but not limited to, Eskimos, the Maasai people and Jehovah's Witnesses. I would advise people of Ireland and the world not to watch these racist Sir Steve Timothy videos. He is a horrible human and should be put down at the nearest vids. I advise you to boycott him. Do not watch his videos. Do not attend the shows and kill him on sight. Thank you very much. So, Michael, does this mean that you're accepting of everyone? Of course, I love everyone. Well, except for those dirty Protestants. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to Five Rounds, another lovely episode. Our guest today is none other than Steve Otimothe. Farmer Michael, that's the famous Irish comedian, actor, and obviously a big uh, advocate in mental health. This is a man that I knew for a long time, and I've seen him from when he started doing sketch videos that have been viral on different platforms. Uh, we're looking at a person who has over 370,000 subscribers on YouTube. So... We believe, <laughs> yeah, we can upload that, we can upload that, we can upload that. Uh, <laughs> we can upload that because uh, it's amazing. For myself, personally, as I, when I, as I know him, from when, uh, the first time I ever met him, I remember this, out there in Galway, it was beside Supermax, that's the first time I met you, I don't even remember that. And I don't think, I could, to see where he is right now, to me it's like, wow, wow. Really, it's you know just growing and growing in numbers and all with how his things are going viral. Um, first, almost the first thing that everybody else here would want to know is Steve -O and your comedy. I uh, know one of the lads asked me, he said, Look, I have to find out. He said, uh, Steve, -O, what actually inspired you to get into doing comedy viral videos? Uh, in yourself, oh, I think I think it was more, it was more accidentally than anything. I, know, like, I was always like, I was always that mess in school. I was always that little cheeky git in school. 
expelled from school from school for being a little shit. But uh, yeah, I was always the I was always the messer, so I was always the kind of I was always the class clown. Mm. And I like I I always thought about comedy and stuff, and I never like thought about doing doing it seriously. And even when I started the first videos, I just started doing them for the crack, like as you know yourself, yeah. just something new. And I had them on my phone for a while, and I never really done anything with them. And then oh. I just decided I'd like. Damn it! I'll throw them up on the internet, see what happens. Throw them up in bed. History. It just kind of took off, took off, and it was just like just people like these, like these things. You know what I mean? So it kind of uh, happened accidentally, really. And yeah, it was like I, I, I get where you come from. I know most of these guys. They're waiting. They can't wait. I know somebody here has something they want to know basically about you. Wait, 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 wait. You get where he's coming from. <laughs> from what? No, sorry. <laughs> no, you're going to cut that. Cut that. You're going to cut that anyway. But listen. I know. When I say to them, you're coming in, they said, oh, this, most of the guys have seen your videos. They know your videos. And this guy said, what? Uh, of course, one time, because he's in England. And he's like, yeah, this guy. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, he's, he's, he's a John out the road there, like, you know. <laughs> Don't think he lives out there in Hollywood or something. <laughs> so if anyone in would Ireland, have to know. <laughs> in know? Ireland, we just, all Irish people say live in the same house. Come Ireland, yeah. Ireland. <laughs> oh, man. Before we start firing out these questions, Steve, <laughs> you've, got, you've got to rep where you're from. So where are you from? Where West, side, West Side Galway. Oh, not my right. side, not side, not that west side. Although we like when like west side and rap singing rap songs because it makes us feel good about where we're from too. Yeah, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, so it's West Side Galway in Galway City. Right, right. Yeah, that's good. Done. Galway's a nice place, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's not nice at the moment with all this lockdown crap. Yeah, but, you know, lockdown as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think all the celebrities leave outside oh. Dublin, is it? Yeah, that's, that's have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah, I've seen, all the, I've seen all the famous uh, Irish stars like uh, celebrities and uh, you know, um, internet you know, icons and everything. You, one of them, and I see the other guy over in Kerry as well. And I'm like, well, there's no famous guy, like it's a family, yeah, huge. Well, you're one of them, so I was, uh, it's just like uh, I've noticed there's... They're more, they're more family, fa uh, family friendly. I'm, I'm not. I thought you were going to be a little bit humble there, but then I was going to say, look at the YouTube flag right behind. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I blocked that there like that. That is inspiring. That is very uh, inspiring. I want to... I want I wanted to ask you something as well. I seen about you, Steve. I seen you saying uh, you're actually going in the ring to fight with uh, Conor McGregor. Is that right? Oh, I would fucking love to. I would love to. Wheelchair to wheelchair. Wheelchair to wheelchair. He would knock you out, man. Because I just seen. I said. I said. I seen. I would. I would. I would let him beat the shit out of me for the money. For the money. <laughs> you take anything for the money. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's what he, I'm sure that's what he said about me with isn't it? I just woke up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> give me like, the money. I don't care. Imagine, yeah. imagine if it happened. Like you would always have work. You know, you know, the second best company in the world, or the second best, because you could always be like that person. I'm the yeah. second best. Brother. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you can always say I'm the guy who fought him. I'm the guy who fought him. Yeah, I fought him. Yeah, that's, I fought him. Yeah, <laughs> even though you lost, but. I think the you? only thing I can just like just like brick brick drive through Dub through Dublin one day and hope I see knock them out knock them out with a brick and tell everyone <laughs> tell everyone I knocked out Conor McGregor. Yeah, knocked out uh, Conor McGregor. No, fair, fair. that's a, that's a good idea, I'd say. <laughs> You'll be happy. There's there's something I wanted to ask you though. Mm. Um, have you always have you done the comedy you do? Like, how, how did you pick that sort of comedy? Like, um, if you look at your comedy, it's way, it's sort of very gritty over the age. Like, you, you, you sort of, uh, okay, let's let's just say, say it in how the Irish say. You sort of take a piss, but you take the piss a bit higher. Like, how how did you know that? You know, let me do this type of comedy and I can still get away with it. I think it's I think like I like I I chose the character because. Like everyone knows a kind of a well at the beginning it was like a very stereotypical old old Irish farmer farmer and he hates everything and hates everyone and I think after a while it became a bit more relatable to other cultures and people and other nat- and other nationalities because we all have a, like a backward granddad or a backward uncle or someone in our family <laughs> that just doesn't and you can, and you can tell him a million times you know no dad. Gay people are not like that. And no, no, the gay people. Michael, now that the referendum's passed, do you think you're going to get invited to any gay weddings? Huh? You know, like any of your friends who are getting married. Say that again, Kathleen. Now, I'm a bit on the confused and you're doing me a concern. Right. Um, now that the, the marriage referendum has passed. Marriage, yes. Yeah, remember we voted. Um, do you think that you're going to get invited to any gay Kathleen, weddings? Kathleen, there's no gays in Ireland. You're confused again. You got the misconceptions inside in that chip-like brain you have. What do you mean? There's no gays in Ireland. Of course there That's is. That's a thing the Americans do have. Of course, there's gays everywhere. They're not. What about like Louis Walsh is gay? He's not gay. He's a singing man. But he's gay. He's not. He's a singing man. But... Some people are singing men. But Brian Kennedy. He's gay. He likes to do a jig. It's all he likes to do, is a jig. He's gay, he jigs with men. He's flamboyant, Kathleen, he's not gay. Okay, but Graham... Maybe he was confused, but if he needs a nice woman, now he'll settle down and he'll have children. I don't think so. Graham <laughs> like Norton... Like the church, Graham Norton is another flamboyant he's man. He's definitely gay he's and everyone gay. knows. Kathleen, he's not gay, he's an entertaining man. An entertainer, Kathleen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Yeah, they will never understand you can't no matter what you say to them, but they thought they thought they believe it's hard to change them. So I wanted to kinda of, wanted to kind of portray that like I want like the character is like Michael is a horrible human, like he's sexist, he's racist, he's homophobic, he is everything. He hates everyone and anything, but he's so so that he so that he like always the goal is to make him look rid- and to and to make him look really stupid. Mm. As opposed to what he's saying, because I hate anyone. I'd hate to anyone to watch it and kind of you laugh. You laugh a long way as well, as well, because obviously there's a bit of shit. But I'd hate for anyone to go 
away and think, oh, I'm actually, or, or I'm homophobic, or I'm sexist. You know what I mean? That kind of way. I want the character to be so ridiculous that people laugh at those very views. Mm-hmm. So very good point. So what? Um, why did you pick that area, knowing the sensitivity of said topics and maybe the possible yeah. backlash, even though it is funny? Why do comedians normally pick the very sensitive stuff and normally turn it into gold? What, what drives? drives? I, like at the beginning, as I very, 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 very kind of just farm. That's why the the name farmer, farmer Michael. Part it was chart. It was just about kind of farming stuff. Very, very Irish things. But then, as I started have a bit have a bit more of a platform, I kind of like, like I I felt almost almost the need need to speak out on certain things morally, and that you can't always take the safe route in life. You like uh, you have to talk about things. Talk about, you know, uh, oh, I forget his name. Oh my God, uh, George Floyd. I had to talk about race relations in America. I had to talk uh, homophobia. I had to talk about sexism. I had to talk about them things because I done one about uh, uh, racist racism in America, and I was on a ra- load of radios on on to like and to like. I had to defend it, but a lot from the African community in as in, in, but they were they were. They knew what I was doing. They could see what I was doing. So I was like, no, no, white cops don't shoot black people in America. That never happens. It's yeah. that, shoot, that shoot themselves, and then they throw the guns towards the cops to frame them. You know what I mean? How fucking ridiculous, ridiculous that sounds. But saying that, you, w- you would have a certain, per- a certain percentage of white Americans who would probably believe that, believe that if some news article stated mm-hmm. So try to take the you take your your take you take your enemy's viewpoint and you exaggerate it so much as to make them look fucking ridiculous i see now i think now i understand oh, because believe it or not and you, get, and you get attacked from it as well because like yeah. obviously not, I, I like over the last few months and two days two days as well for the last few weeks I've been attacked by a lot of kind of far right figures in Ireland. I mentioned mention any names, but I'm sure a lot of us know. Mm. And, and they've been attacking me on Twitter and attacking and attacking me on Instagram and Facebook and shit because of because of I'm a I'm a I'm a fucking a race traitor. I'm fucking base. I'm you know all this kind of bullshit. I don't really give a fuck like because their their opinions mean nothing to me. They're they're a minority mm. in this country, and the very fact that we're fucking fucking we're a platform a platform and we're putting up articles about them is only making their stupid backward opinion backward opinion seem greater in an Irish context. And it's and a lot of people are feeling dispossessed at this moment with the lockdown and with everything. And this like I'd hate, I'd absolutely hate for the whole black white American American thing to creep in to an Irish context. Because we, yeah. because we are not like that. We you know what I mean? We are not we ever had that ever had that that uh, you know, white American superiority complex, and we should never fucking have that in this country either. Yeah, yeah. Given the the, the history and the mistreatment that Irish people have had in, in America, I wouldn't expect. Yeah, we, we should be there first. Yeah. We always take the side of the downtrodden. Yeah. In in historical and in global 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 wars, we always root for the little guy, and we should always never lose ever lose that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, very good. That is very good. Um, 
you know, with all this coming through, I'm going to now move on to what you're doing now, which I understand you're championing mental health. Um, yeah. With, with this targeting, the constant um, people that are coming at your throats, how do you deal with it mentally as a person? Because, uh, you know, as Biggie said, more money, more problems. More, you know, the more height you yeah, get, yeah. the more problems you get. Yeah, I think I think in that context, it's, uh, I miss without miss without the money, but uh, <laughs> you still get the shit. But uh, yeah, I suppose it's it's just one of them things. You kind of at the beginning, it's kind of just people saying you're you're an idiot or an asshole or whatever. But then it gets a bit more incessant after a while, and they they like your family mem family members or the, your dis your disability or they go after your friend. girlfriend or they go after. You know what I mean, they, you know what I mean, they start to get that kind of into it you know and it yeah it can be like you like usually you can cope with it cope with it and you just go like you know f you whatever but sometimes like obviously you have off days where you feel really shit you feel bad about life or you feel bad about what you're doing or a video didn't go well or you might have family issues and, it, and, and you read that comment and it does get you and it does cut into you and it's hard to kind of turn that off because there could be loads of positive comments and there could be one negative and you're the negative which and it's going to eat into you. 100%. Nah, listen, um, for what it's worth, what you're doing is good. It's eye-opening. You know, it's things that it's not just yeah, comedy. It's not just comedy. It creates awareness, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I've so, always said, so. if it gets people to discuss it, then, like, then you're doing so good. be it. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I know. And also, like, like what you just said, after when you he reached that point that like you have all these uh, subscribers and followers and all these people attacking you and stuff, and was, we get back, we get into the topic of mental health as well. That's when you started talking about this thing. Would you explain more well, how you got into um, having talks with like certain platforms about mental health as well? Uh, I suppose a long history of mental health issues in my family, a long history of mental health issues with me. Ever since I was nearly a teenager, I had anxiety. I didn't understand what it was and what it was, so I smoked a lot, which made it fucking way worse. Then, when I event, then I eventually found the the beautiful thing all, and that was the solution to all my issues because I didn't feel anxious, I didn't feel depressed. Yes, I did after three, four days drinking or whatever. Of course, I did. Yeah. But yeah. for that, for that night, for that day. You were invincible. I didn't feel like every, you know, I didn't feel. I felt like how I perceived others to feel like. So I felt instead I that I perceived others to have because I didn't have. So then I ended up getting and and doing things and then things and then went off. And I went off on my motorbike with a friend of mine and I crashed. I crashed. And, Broken my back, and uh, he died. So that was just, you know, that was it was crazy. Fuck, you know? The wake that up, was, the wake up, like the wake up call. Yeah. Well, to tell you that, come on, you need yeah. to. Yeah, the mm. the wake up call, the end call, end call, you know that kind of way. Like so, mm. I suppose like then after that, I suppose like, I was relatively all right, and I managed to keep it in check. But then, kind of came back a few times, and there was a few suicides and. Thoughts of suicide and thoughts of like just leaving the earth, leaving the earth that I didn't want to be here, that I on purpose for purpose there and there and I start, then when I started doing the videos, that kind of gave me a purpose again, purpose again, and then the lockdown happened, and then a few personal in my life in my life, and I kind of went 
back to them once again, once again, that I just want mm-hmm. to pack it all, pack it all in. And it's, it's not even that, and that it's not even that you, even that you don't want to be alive. It's that you, you want, you want to end the pain. You want, you want to end mm-hmm. the pain you're feeling inside. So it's mm-hmm. not, it's not supposed, and you also feel like the way you are when you're down and you're shit, shit almost, feel, almost feel like you're not going to harm anybody. Because you're saving, you're saving your family. You're saving your family having to deal with your bullshit because you feel mm. a, a burden on. So you're you're freeing yourself from the pain, and you're freeing what in your mind. You're freeing yourself, you're freeing yourself from the pain, and you're freeing your family, your family from the burden that you have placed upon them. So basically, your mind, it's, your mind, so it's like, kind of a, like a burden type type of thing. You yeah, feel like it's, a burden, mind, yeah. it's almost like it's almost like a, a heroic act. Because you're you're freeing yourself and you're freeing them from your burden. Mm, mm. So because you see, so, go on there. Go on there. No, yeah, so no, I, no. I, did, I never really discussed it openly then on social media for a while. I suppose after a kind of a, a bad panic attack on the way to Waterford one day, and I had to turn around. I ended up just putting up a post saying, "Like, look, I've suffered with depression and anxiety all my life." The reason I couldn't come to go tonight had a panic and so on, and I just got I just got a very very a lot of good comments and a few nasty ones because they're always going to be there. You're doing it as if as if talking about mental health gets you more attention. Common misconception that you talk about you talk health on health online, you get like thousands of followers or something. You don't. You lose thousands of followers. In my experience, I lost thousands on every platform. So it's no, it's no great thing to like openly talk about mental health and your depression because you lose a lot of people. But I felt at the same time, then if you do talk about it, you can reach even if you're in person that person that night that might be thinking about doing something stupid, or might be just anything. And if they can think like, oh, well, your man that I thought was very happy and leading a fucking life, if he feels shit, feels shit, then I have something to relate to. Yeah. Mm. That's a good so did you have like uh, somebody to talk to like all these things were obviously boiled in obviously just waiting to explode or did you have that person that you can actually like sit down and talk it over uh, it was very strange when it first started happening i hit it a lot and, and then one my my dad said i have to go down to the doctor with him so i went down and down and dad was outside dad was outside and i went into the doctor and my doctor was like we think you're having like uh, what are called panic attacks and i was like what and he was like yeah it's like build up of anxiety and then you get a feeling of fear and blah 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 and i was like nah fuck off like you're telling me my my brain is doing this to myself because i thought it was it had to be something medically medical because it's so scary like i has to be so has to be something medically wrong with me but then i came out of the doctors anyway and i was bored and i said and i said to my dad i said oh he said he said i'm having panic attacks and my dad turned around to me and he just goes I used, I used to have them when I was young, and I was like, "The fuck? What? What? You you had panic attacks? Because you know you see your dad or you see that father father figure as so strong in your life, yeah, and mm-hmm. almost yeah. A, almost an icon, a hero. And when he turns around, and turns around and goes like, oh, why had them? Kind of your wow, but after like time, you're like, that's a lot off my shoulder, my shoulders. It's normal. Dad has them, you know." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of you kind of kind of ex- accepted it because of the right fact as well of saying that when your father said, "Oh, yeah, I used to have," you're like, "Oh, so yeah. I shouldn't feel I'm not alone in this." It kind of gave you that 
Comfort a sense of relief. Yeah. 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 Now we sound. never we never got we never got further in the like deep into the discussion about the Miranda mm. because my dad he, he's very distant and he's old fashioned and like I think about three to about three times in my life and I'm thirty nine. So like you know what I mean? Yeah. He's a very stereotypical <laughs> Irish one. We don't really discuss them. <laughs> Just him saying that he had experienced that was enough to make me feel better. You know what I mean? You know yeah, what I mean? that yeah, that is it's, it's not not alone. See, because the other thing we we're saying, like also as well on this mental health issue, Steve, yeah. As we want to talk about it as much as we understand here in Ireland, like we're all Africans and we come from Malawi, all of us, right? But yeah. we know yeah. from traveling in other African countries. Um I'll be honest with you myself, ever since when I came here, I never understood what mental health is. I never understood. I knew there's mental health from reading it in a book, but I didn't know what people can go through. Because we grew up in a country where they have, have people who have that reflection that this is not something that doesn't exist. But it's only because they don't understand and diagnose it. There are people, for example, in our country that would have ended up taking out their life, taking their life, okay? And people who see it after that and say, what did that guy? Why did that guy do that? He's stupid. You know the kind of way. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, which is yeah. true, they cannot argue. They say that guy is stupid. And people were laughing about that. He killed himself. What type of a stupid man is that? What type of stupid woman is that? But but because I just now noticed, I noticed after understanding this mental health, that's when I realized that. Well, hold on a minute. Those people that are affected in different ways. Some don't kill themselves. Some people you see now in my country, they could drink daily. It's because yeah. there's something yeah. going on in their brain. You know. Mm -hmm. But we take it as, oh, this guy is stupid. He's just an alcoholic. An alcoholic. Yeah. They don't want, we don't, yeah, we don't go the, to the back. But he's, he's drinking to, to, to mask that, to hide to that. Mask, to hide that, you know, because it, you, like in my country, I know to some, maybe now to some parents, maybe they would understand. But like in my country, if you go to someone and say, I've got mental health, like I've got depression, people will tell you, what, 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 what the hell are you talking you. about? Taking a piss, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's very, that's very similar to to Ireland before. Mm. You know, you be like, oh, I have depression. Go, go out for a jog for yourself. Go to the gym. Come in. Yeah, Come in. You know? it's all do something. And that was the perception before in Ireland. Grandmother killed herself, and my great grandmother killed herself. And I didn't know that. And I always, I was, I was raised thinking of cancer, of cancer, cause cancer, cause cancer. Mm. I didn't know until two years ago, until I was talking to my only auntie, that my grandmother killed herself. Mm. And that was like, for me, the fucking, the fucking bombshell, because I was like, the fuck, the fuck, like. Yeah, like, nobody yeah. said anything to you as well. Yeah, you know, but she didn't know herself. Yeah. I, asked, I, I asked my dad then, I was talking to my dad one night, and I said to him, do you think mom knew about this? And he, he was a little, absolutely. And I said, did did she ever discuss it? And he goes, Absus, absolutely fucking not. Mm -hmm. And I asked him, Did you know? And he goes, Well, there was all well, there was always there was always voices, there was always rumors, but I didn't question it. You know, mm -hmm. so it was it was swept under the under the rug. Because it was like to commit suicide in Ireland before was a sin. It was literally a sin. It was against God to take yeah. on life. So mm. I think that was suicide. That was suicide was just put down as something else. Found, found, or they oh they accidentally took too many tablets. Or it was it was it was covered up because there was such a sense of shame. And then you had the Catholic Church in Ireland as well. They were really fucking strong. If you were seen in any way to not be sane, sane or normal like the rest, of you you could be sent to a fucking home. So you had to hide. It. Culture dictated dictated that you hide it. 
You know what I mean? Uh, so it's, uh, it's similar in that way. Just that Ireland has, I suppose, moved forward a bit. You know what I mean? And would, yeah, you, yeah. Would, you, would all of you, you guys then have the same uh, experiences of uh, Malawi with mental health and all that? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah that, it's, that's it's sort of thing. Similar, like, yeah. You don't want to say it because you might uh, give uh, a sense of shame to your family. Like, oh, yeah. they have a child who's mad or something. You might just yeah, call you insane yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Just mm. because you're trying to take yeah. that, but not knowing the real effect of it. Or so he's looking for it. Yeah. Simply put, um, I think amongst African families, um, there's a very there's a certain perception, you know, of how things look. Uh, things that yeah. normally things that are brushed aside is like is illness, you know, or or something like that. Something if, like if if some somebody's sick or they're struggling or something, like that, they don't want you to know that they're sick or struggling. Yeah. Um, sometimes even they don't want to diagnose what's going on. You know what I mean? So, in terms of mental health, for example, you know. Um, Things like autism, you know, these things, they're there in African countries, but they're just not diagnosed, you know. So people will look at it and think, yeah. if, you know, it's either A or B. It's either you're normal or you're abnormal. Oh, That's it. Abnormal, there's no normal or you're ill, and let's deal with it. If you're abnormal, I, cast yeah. to the side. That's, That's, that 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 That's yeah. how it is, you know. I, so, and, yeah. and as well, the way I say most of the problem that we're saying here, like, is because as well, if something like that happens, and Steve, it's very weird. I, because now you see the difference, as you say, autism and all these things. In if it arises, someone comes that is mental health. They're gonna. There's a point people say, "Oh, he was, he was cursed by somebody." You know those kind of things. You you know what I'm talking about, guys. You being from Africa, say, "Oh no, yeah. like that that guy is a curse from someone from his village did it to him." You know, not understanding it is something real. That is. How did they? Irish community changed the mentality. If they were laughing at, um, like if they used to laugh at things like this, like the way we're doing in Malawi right now, I think it would be so helpful for people in Malawi right now to hear that. We'll see. When did this mentality change? In my understanding, I just kind of think, I think maybe the only thing is here now, you know, that this support. I think it's because people, I know we can't, it's very hard to trace how the transitions to accept it. But I think the fact yeah. that is this support, or like you can literally pick up a phone and you can talk to someone that we yeah. all know. Like you know, there's so many different type of charities that help, so many different groups that can help. I think where we're from, I think guys, all I can say, I think is because we don't have that that little something like that that you can ring someone and help to say, oh, I don't, I'm not feeling well. I need to talk to someone. I just, I, that's what I would. I don't know what you guys would think. Anyway, being from Malawi, uh, for me, from Malawi, I would think maybe. Because no, internet has played a very important role, like in in people bringing out awareness into this thing. As in, we're more into communicating now than we're back then. You know, it's in easy. Social, social yeah, social media, social development, and it's been easier for people to talk about it, just record it, and just upload it, and then everybody can watch it. And oh, oh, somebody can have that one. Oh, it's not only me that has this thing. Let me say my story, so everybody's doing it together at the same time. You know, people are, are creating groups and more more and more groups are being created to talk about this thing and now these now powerful this people are making it a thing and it's actually been helping a lot that's what i think anyway. it's, it's the social development of ways it takes one problem to happen for another group to realize you know what i mean so it takes you learning from something for you to um build on it you know so like yeah. you said um, back in the day, Ireland was very poor. Uh, you were hang hanging on to your religion, you know, um, while the economy was slipping away. But 
but there was a, a lot of change that happened between that point to where you are now, the, the, so, the, the development and the social development, probably even globalization, um, the internet yeah. sort of improving over time, the availability of information. Yeah, it's actually, you know? it's actually ironically as well, became more, became more accepting. Uh, there's, a there's a correlation between us becoming more accepting of mental health issues and the, the gradual decline of the church. We were open to, I suppose, inside, inside interference. So I'd say that's big play a role in it, a role in it, because you didn't have the priest telling you you were a man. Write, write music, write, music, write lyrics, write, write, use some form of artistic expression, whether it even be pretending to be a fucking farmer on your phone. Do something, you know what I mean? If I jumped here, they'd probably find my body in the water and everything and stuff like that. And um, I then, well, because I was standing there at the edge, and then I walked back into the apartment and I just sat down like uh, on the table and I just broke down and um, and uh, I fought through that myself. And then moving forward, like I just started working, you know, on my life and I was just like, you know, improve my life in this way. We are a problem ourselves where we don't give people.